You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tad Talk podcast. It's a show that happens weekly where two old guys and just the sweetest pair of sweethearts you've ever met oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. talk about old games. Sometimes. It's so old, we finished it 30 minutes ago. Yeah. So Let's call it Cthulhu. Yeah. So this will be our wrap-up discussion commentary over the Son of Sam Call of Cthulhu game that I ran. Which is just fresh on our minds mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Just finished. I can see the heartbreak still on everybody's everybody's face. Yeah, we were yeah, all just betrayed and, just, and murdered. I do, I do just want to uh, clarify. I did. I know I did to you guys, but I'll, I'll <laughs> clarify to the audience. Whenever I said that sucks, that ending sucks. I meant for for our characters, not for us as gamers. I thought that was a, a pretty pretty clean, pretty yeah. good way to to wrap things up. Pretty appropriate. Yeah, I, think, so. I thought it was a fitting. Yeah. In. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think this episode is just, we can just dive right into talking about everything about it. So if you like Call of Cthulhu, if you like the game, you'll probably like this episode. If it wasn't your bag, we'll see you next week. Because this would be, if you didn't listen to Call of Cthulhu, this would be the worst episode to listen to. Except for maybe Tyler and Dave fail at math. Yeah, that's the worst that's episode. Still that's the still worst the worst episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm your beard host, Tyler. I ran a game, that game, uh, because I've been running to run a Call of Cthulhu game for a while, uh, I like the system, and I feel like after Little Fears went over so well, I wanted to run this, but I wanted to do something different. And then after listening to the last podcast on the left, do their Son of Sam episode, I was in the shower, and it clicked with me. I should do one over this, but what can I do? How can I make that work? And Let me quit masturbating long enough to write this down. Let me put my dick down. <laughs> uh, so I, I sort of figured it out pretty quickly because when I was listening to that podcast, they were talking about... Uh, David Berkowitz, he started doing interviews in the 90s where he claimed that it was all, he was all part of a demon worshiping cult and that it was all to the ends of this, this church. So then that is where, and then I heard they even mentioned the process church. Really? And that it was all like this demon worshiping cult. And I was like, oh shit, Cthulhu. Right. That's just where I'm taking all these real life events and theories and conspiracy theories and I'm just going to put them all in there. And it all sort of filled itself in together, and that's where the game just Athena style cracked up in my forehead and burst to life. Right. So, well, before I just start rambling about bases of the game, I know everybody has got the stuff they want to talk about. So, kind of. Okay, you guys, do you have <laughs> questions, thoughts? I like the game a lot. I thought the graphics kind of sucked, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The story was good. <laughs> you couldn't even see anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Um, it was. What I thought was the was the best part about it is because I'm not super familiar. I'm I know who the Son of Sam is and all that, but I'm not familiar with like a lot of the details. Uh, I like the fact that you grabbed like actual uh, writings and stuff like that mm-hmm. to kind of like blur the line between uh, fantasy and fiction. Well, Dave, and I just reality, I mean, I just want to point out this yes. game uses the most powerful graphics card ever. Your, Your imagination. imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm the same as you. I I knew who he was, but I di- I don't know the details. Uh, so it was kind of interesting. The 
some of the uh, the Tadpog uh, Patreon donors' names kind of gave some things away, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a good a good uh, interesting kind of combination between reality and or you know history and uh, and horror fantasy. So so Josh yeah. and I are dumb dumbs when it comes to Son of Sam. I, uh, Nicole, on the other hand, is probably arguably because you knew it pretty quickly. Like yeah, the most. Yeah. The most informed. 70s New York. Oh, Son of Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the little all the little real stuff sprinkled in. I yeah, I really lot. tried to put a lot of that in there. So especially with, because it wasn't explained in game, but like, because the conspiracy theory of the CIA distributing crack mm-hmm. to the inner cities. Right. Uh, had he been pushed about it, Zeus would have admitted that while fear drove the processes, process church's magic, despair drove his. So he was causing despair in the black community by getting these drugs out there um, and making a profit off basically modern slavery and getting them imprisoned and then prison labor and profit and things like that. That was his motivation for getting crack onto the streets. Well, then that doesn't seem very nightly. No. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah, but it was to fuel their magic in fighting off the cult of Cthulhu. So, so it I, means to an end for him. That brings up a question that I kind of wanted to ask on Mike. We talked about this a little bit right after the game, but like I assumed that after I saw what went down with Brock and Donna, mm-hmm. I assumed that if Chili Dog had declined the offer to join MK Ultra, uh, that he would have killed Chili Dog. Yep. Or attempted to at least. Yep. I hate I hate having that knowledge because now I'm like, well, I would have I wish I could have fought him. I wish I could have seen like maybe, maybe there was a chance. Oh yeah. I mean I think best case scenario you both would have died. Yeah. Damn it. I wish that would have happened, especially if he met with Chili Dog first. First. Because then Donna and Brock potentially Which could he have went to you first so the others are still alive. So you don't find out something happened to them. Oh I would have killed them. Yeah. Like yep. yep. <laughs> oh well. I mean we uh, we were warned about him essentially, and you know, granted the it was source the, was questionable, right. but still, uh, we could have taken precautions, but we chose to trust, trust him. him. So, I mean, it really was our fault. So, uh, <laughs> granted, I don't know we it was were our fault. we were pretty reckless. We were, oh, yeah, uh, oh yeah. The the we were more guardians of the galaxy yeah. than I had, had you know thought we uh-huh. were gonna be, but hey, it, it was working for us. So why not? Yeah, sorry about up that. until the end, but <laughs> yeah, because I never pulled a single punch at all in this game. Like if you would have died, one of you just would have died, mm-hmm. and then you could have played Rob Torres or whatever. Like yeah. it would just would have. That's just how the it children out. as one character. Oh <laughs> man, now I kind of wish Chili Dog had died. <laughs> but yeah, I was. I figured if you would have went after Zeus, you just would have cloak a fire and it just been a... Yeah. Yeah, both of you died. Yeah, it's a bummer that I didn't know that he so. was going to murder us all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, because like I, th- I mentioned on the mic, but like, yeah, MK Ultra is another conspiracy theory sort of program about the CIA. Yeah, heavily experimenting with LSD to try and extract the truth out of people and plant false memories, alter memories, yeah. make soldiers, make... Uh, uh, it was also big with children. Like, I think they tried to turn children into sexual soldiers. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's a whole, with adults and children, it's a whole big fucked up hmm. conspiracy theory thing hmm. about MKUltra. Hmm. 
Well, I'm an ima- I'm imagining Chili Dog in a hilarious romp, we- Weapon X style, where he <laughs> breaks out <laughs> and goes on a murdering spree <laughs> in MK Ultra when he finds out that Brock and Donna yeah. are dead. Of course. Yeah, because basically this game, I had it had three different endings from the get go. Uh, we'll play, wait, we'll play again and try to, unlock it. Yeah, <laughs> try to unlock it. We'll we'll go fight the cultist or who who are they summoning? Dagon? They they were summoning Cthulhu. Oh, they were summoning. They were, I, I mean, Dagon is oh, a you emissary you of Cthulhu. A, you said it was a star, star spawn. spawn. Yeah. yeah, we'll um, we'll go. Like immediately meet up and go fight the star spawn. We'll go hit that warp point right to the, the yeah, star spawn it's a, boss. It's a bucket in Donna's right. apartment. <laughs> we go to the bucket in Donna's apartment. Man, that star spawn is fucking nasty. Yeah. Oh fuck, they're so nasty. Kid Thulu. Like that would have been like maybe maybe you could have beaten it, but it would have killed everybody. Yeah. Like it's they're awful. Oh, I assume it would have. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. moment you said little Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to hear about the alternate yeah, endings. Me too. But, but I really, really want to know what the gun did. What the the big the machine, machine gun, gu- the, the, the camera, firing, yeah. yeah, gun. It, uh, that the lightning gun was its formal name. Uh, it was created by that race that shot itself out of the the ruby, the venom trap. Right. Yeah. Venom yeah. flytrap, dude. Yeah. Uh, that they the it would have it did. Depending, it was is a super long range weapon. Like it basically creates a bolt of lightning that does it's one d ten or two d ten points of damage, and it's just a hundred yards plus. Wow! So you could have hit the barge with it. Oh wow! Oh well! Oh well! But it's also you only have a thirty percent chance of using it every time you try to use it. A well, tries to use it, and we saw what happens <laughs> right. when we try to use weapons <laughs> right. that are based on luck rolls. And it had 30, 32 charges before it would have been exhausted. I was super worried that when I rolled a six using that alien ray gun, that it was yeah. totally going to blow up. In my if it head. wouldn't, if that would have been in the rule book, but yeah, yeah, it was just basically one or two is success. Everything else doesn't work. That <laughs> is the only point in the game that I assumed that you had pulled a punch because when I saw that uh, six come up, I was like, I'm dead. <laughs> like ah, this thing, this thing is blowing the fuck up in my hand. Yeah, but let's see the three endings. Yes, please. One, uh, just if you had all died, game over. Worst ending. Bad ending. Uh, where you contact Zeus. Gotcha. Because once you contact him, it's the easiest way because he's going to help you. Right. But he's not going to let anybody live. And the good ending is where you figure out the gun on your own. Shoot the gun without Zeus's help, which is harder, but everybody lives at the end. So, did we? I mean, did we do it right? I mean, like, is shooting those stones yep. with the gun the key to the yep. the solution to the puzzle? Okay. So, if we would have tried to shoot the, the stones with like any other weapon, just deflect it off. Got you. Yep. So, had we went to the barge and uh, and tried the uh, tried to destroy the fruit, mm-hmm. you uh, would have fought the star spawn. Okay. Whew. Yeah, that would have been rough. Would killing the, assuming we managed to kill the star swan somehow, would that have interrupted the ritual? Would that have it stopped would, Cthulhu? It would have, because it all sort of depends. If you'd had, if you'd really insisted to Zeus, like, you go after these guys, we're, we've got this, we're here. And then they didn't have the gun, so they would have etched an elder sign on the pillar, which it, the portal with Cthulhu in it would have stayed there, and they would have basically had to guard that forever, but it would have stopped and then you guys would have had to fight the star spawn. Oh, but. so the uh, the stones that we were shooting—that was the portal. Yeah, that was oh, that was okay. activating the portal. Oh, okay. So that's where Cthulhu would have come through. Yep. Huh. 
Yeah, because it would have gotten to him and then just grown larger and larger and larger until he could have stepped through. What ending were you expecting us to get? The bad ending, I'm assuming? Um, no, I, I, I kind of thought you'd get the good ending. Really? Yep. Yeah, we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we fucked well, that's why I was uh, worried. I think I just made sort of the, a little too obtuse or... No, I mean, the... looking back on it, it was obvious. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. But in our defense, there was... There was spans of time, like there were there were spans of time between playing. Mm-hmm. It was th- that was kind of tough. If we had, I feel like if we had been doing this like nightly for right. a week, I feel like we we yeah, would have done better. That is fair because I there's there's a lot of names and stuff I didn't write down. Totally. Uh, that when we went back to the game three weeks later, yeah, I I'd, I'd forgotten about. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is that is fair, but hey. Also, because it's a podcast, I felt like when there was an option there to be like progress the the story, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, talk to Zeus. Yeah, this will be a quick shortcut. Yeah, it, cha- just... it changes the nature of the game a yeah. little bit. Because otherwise, I, uh, you know me, Tyler, I would have been content to just fucking wait that shit out, just mm-hmm. like think about it as long as possible, mm-hmm. go over all the options, put the fucking red yarn through the... Fucking map and make and decisions that are entertaining to listen to and, yeah. and things like that. It, yeah, it playing like it. this is different. Yep, it's fun still. Yeah, I'm I'm still happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, me too. It, it more, made it more cinematic. Yeah, totally. So. But I'm sorry I killed everybody. It was hard. It was hard for me to do. Yeah, because I didn't want to no. do it. But that's that's what had to happen. Eh, it's Call of Cthulhu. So I, I expect a chili dog to die like probably at least once a session. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is probably where chili dog dies. Because I guess the other like really close one was the Cuthonian on the stairs. Yeah. Because any, I mean, if he'd hit you, you if he'd rode low, you would have lived. But more than likely, if he had hit anybody, they could have died. Yeah. Good thing we're willing to sacrifice cultists to totally to, to delay it a little further. <laughs> totally. No, that worked out. I feel like it was well played the whole way through. That was a fun session. That was my favorite session. Yeah. Uh, because I felt like suspense was high. Mm. Because yeah. it was like. Uh, Nicole, when you failed the roll to get up the stairs, mm-hmm. and there was a moment where it's like, well, Chili Dog's going to do it, and we're probably both going to die because yep. he's going to fail this shit spectacularly. Uh, and by the grace of whoever's out there, I guess, we made it. Bast, I think she's a... Yeah? She's an active deity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I I really enjoyed that game. That was one of my favorites. Just the whole the whole game, the whole getting to the church, meeting the villains, essentially, yeah. uh, sneaking in, uh, finding finding those spell books. Yeah. yeah, finding finding what's underneath. Yeah, I thought that was because I tried to hit a little bit of everything mm-hmm. that Call of Cthulhu has to offer. That mm-hmm. you generally don't think you'll find in a typical game, but I just spells. wanted to spells mm-hmm. and artifacts. Mm. Yeah, I've never played in a Call of Cthulhu game where spells have been used by the PCs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to kind of because like all of this, all these spells are new to me. Like I had to be like while we were playing, I was looking spells up on my phone. Like, yeah. okay, I have this spell. What exactly does it do? And some of the stuff I know is I didn't do it exactly right. Like I think some of the resistances and stuff like that, and resisting magic. I just did it the easiest. Yeah, simplest way, but I know like magic is also complicated with opposing. I think opposing pals or so. I didn't even, and the resistance table is confusing, so I just went with the easiest outcome. So, but no, I'm I'm happy with how how it worked out. It reminded me of playing 
D and D like in the early days when we started playing, mm-hmm. where it's like it was nice to kind of like just like we're in combat and I'm frantically like scrolling through spells. Mm-hmm. Like, will this work? <laughs> no. Will this work? No. Should I contact Cthulhu? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me it was the same because just in a uh, a different way they because I. You have that feeling like this is what I want to do, but mechanically speaking, I have no, I have idea, no idea how to do, how to do it. Do it. Right. Yeah, so there was uh, that that kind of sense of wonder, I guess. Yeah, that, yeah. but um, uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not intimately familiar with the system. Like I was, you know, it's D and D at one point, so it's uh, it's definitely perked my interest. I've played in one other uh, one other Call of Cthulhu game, so. And that was yours, Dave, actually. Now think about it. It was. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't remember back. that. It's been a long, long while. What was the game about? Um, <laughs> Tell me about the game I, I ran. It was, <laughs> uh, I want to say in the 20s, 30s, something like that. It was jazz. Uh, oh, yeah. The, yeah the I remember that. Trumpet, running, yeah, yeah, the trumpet. Yeah. I remember running that now. That's actually out of the back of the Call of Cthulhu Oh, book. it is. Okay. Uh-huh, sure is. Yeah. Uh, let's see, looking through my notes about stuff that may have not been clarified or that was missed. Uh, the copies of Dianet- Dianetics that were given to you yeah. basically just granted you exemption from the, the fear siphoning. Huh. Okay. So that's just why you were immune to it, because she gave copies of Dianetics to people that she wanted to recruit. You're talking about in the, the club, church. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, let's see. I'm glad Gentle G worked out better than I, better than I thought. I enjoyed playing Gentle G. I hated to kill him off in the first session. What you, what do you think was going to happen? You thought he was going to be? Was he supposed to be like an ongoing NPC? No, he was oh. always going to die in the first oh, okay. session. I just enjoyed playing him more okay. than more than I expected. Uh, let's see. There's one one book you didn't read to collect those spells. Where was uh, it? Uh, there was it was the the book called The Festival that was written by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, I forgot that we did get that book. It would have taught you. Because I tried to use all the spells that they would legitimately have. So whenever you saw the cultists take off being picked up by something, yeah, it was another cultist in bat form. So inside huh. that book was the bat form spell. That would have been cool on the rooftop oh. if we all wrote. If <laughs> yeah. instead of taking the elevator, we all fly yeah. up as bats. <laughs> Could have been a superhero too. I know. And, Damn it. And then uh, brew dream drug. Was the other one? Oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah, for, for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm That's assuming really based on the title. And let's see, John Lafitte is, he is Call of Cthulhu canon. He is the fucking boogeyman of Call of Cthulhu. Like, he is outside of, like, an elder god. Like, he is the big bad. Because um, he's a real-life figure, like a pirate. Like he's a pirate, right? Uh-huh. Because, yeah, I actually, to be completely transparent mm-hmm. here, I didn't look up any of his Call of Cthulhu stuff, mm-hmm. but I was like... You had mentioned to me after a session, or maybe even during a session, that he was a real person. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me find out about this. There's no way this is a real person. I mean, he has a Wikipedia entry, mm-hmm. so that means he's real. And they don't know exactly <laughs> when he died or anything, but I believe the Call of Cthulhu canon is like, while on the seas, like he finds artifacts of Cthulhu and learns and worships Cthulhu and contacts him. And he has, um, in Dragon Con, uh, I was awarded a book, like a Call of Cthulhu mod, that he's in it. That's where I got him okay, from. Okay, cool. Because it's uh, all about voodoo and Call of Cthulhu and the Knights Templar in Louisiana, and he's a big part in that. Uh, so reading his character sheet is like he knows all these crazy kind of spells. He's immortal. 
he is absolutely insane. Like he has like a 99 Cthulhu mythos. Wow. Uh, his biggest power, though, is his 100% administration. So his business acumen and his investments and everything that he's built is what makes him nigh untouchable. So he, anything he wants to get done through administration, he fucking gets done. So he's just like a... And that's why that was his goal here is to, uh, still to come and summon Cthulhu, and he's doing it through one of his ventures is the Process Church. Except for the administration part. Up until that point, I was like, okay, so Jean Lafitte is to call a Cthulhu as Rasputin is to Hellboy. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's what, that's like, as you're reading it, I was like, okay, that sounds like Rasputin from Hellboy. Uh, where, uh, where did uh, Marianne and Robert fit in? What exactly were they? They are the real leaders of the Process Church. Okay. But uh, you kind of alluded in the, in the game that they're very old. They're... Yeah, I wanted to give them a spin uh, of like, just a little older than they should have been, like Lafitte. Basically, he doesn't give immortality to anyone else, but there's that spell that can extend their lifespan for a few years. Mm. So that is how he keeps important people hooked into him. So he's the one who will artificially extend their life just a little bit at a time. Mm. So they have to keep coming back to them and serve him. I want to know about Stephen Ian's apartments. Okay. Um, <laughs> they had moved in together. So that's why one person's apartment, I think Ian's apartment, was vacant. Because, but he's, he was the one that had doubts about the whole thing. Steve was the one who was whole hog into this. Ian had doubts, so he kept his apartment, but moved in with Steve. Um, and Steve was a spendthrift. As soon as he could get it, he spent it. That's what the bank call was about on his answering machine. So that's one way you could have tracked him, is that he still would have... He still had used his credit card at uh, the hotel, the hotel uh, Aster. So that was... You could have called have Mark at that bank. And then he mm-hmm. said, oh, his they credit card. Credit back then. Oh, okay. And, yeah, they had credit cards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, was all the, it was the old, ch- ch- like, paper, uh, carbon uh, Knuckle busters. Yeah. Knuckle busters, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're called. Oh, I had to use those at restaurants before when the power goes down. Oh, they're the mm. worst. Yep. Then I have to put them all in afterward and the power comes back up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I fucking hate them. <laughs> uh, let's see, because he, he was obsessed with music and the finer things in life, and he had an uh, unbelievable amount of credit card debt, and that's sort of why he fell in with Jean Lafitte. Because he owed him, a, he owned a lot of his debt. Why was the stone in the toilet tank? That's the only source of water he had. Like, oh, it needed that he could water. keep it in. Yep, because Cthulhu is yeah. his water element. So it was a hidden place with lots of water where he could keep it. Hmm. Okay. To be respectful. And uh, in the mirror, when we saw Lafitte, uh, what was that? Was he, uh, he casting had it, a spell? He had it trapped to watch Berkowitz. Oh, okay. So whenever you came in, he could basically sort of, he could see you. So he just set off traps whenever you'd look into it. Okay. And was Berkowitz, was he being used? Was he doing this willingly? Did, was he like... He was doing it willingly, but he was also being used. Okay. But... He was willingly being used. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he wanted to, like, I think Berkowitz's profile is he just always wanted to be important and looked at. That's why he would taunt the police. So anything that was going to get him attention personally, he was all for. And now he just had a group of people, a beautiful woman who would talk to him, and that's just how he got suckered in. And then, what is it? People in New people who lived in New York at the time of Son of Sam will compare the tone of the city during that time to the tone of the city around 9-11. Yeah, wow. Because that's what everybody remembers, just being terrified to go outdoors, because it seemed to be random, where he would just pop up and murder people, and nothing like that had happened to that, until that point. So he was just, he was another part of New York City where there is before and after this event. So, like, in the grand scheme of things, when I'm looking at serial killers, like, 
he's kind of a pussy serial killer compared to like Dahmer and people like that. But he just held New York in such a panic. And then at, and ironically, it all just seemed to fit together that the heat wave and the son of Sam and all that just came together in that one year that lent itself to Call of Cthulhu just really well. Um, an epilogue that I didn't end up doing, but I had thought about was cutting back to Lafitte at his mansion in Louisiana and talking to his, uh, his underlings and saying, well, that's fine. Uh, I expected this sort of thing to possibly happen. So our next opportunity would be, and he would list off, you know, 2,400 and whatever days. Um, I have something in the works to try again. And that math would have worked out to the next time of great fear being 9-11. So it, this seemed like not like John Lafitte had orchestrated 9-11 to inspire fear to do this all over again. But I ended up doing that. And I thought it, I thought it felt a little weird. And then I knew I would get the math wrong if I tried it. And then people would be like, <laughs> what is two years later? <laughs> September <Leap year>. 15th? <laughs> <laughs> Forgot leap year. <laughs> yeah, that does seem like the thing that, yeah, I could totally see that. I don't blame you for doing that either because I, I wouldn't have. Um, I Because that was Jacob's. Jacob had that idea. And I was like, that's good. I'm going to fuck that up though. It's poetic because yeah. it's New York again. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it like kind of bookends it but yeah. it's also that's also kind of tough because chances are more listeners of the show were around for september 11th than the son of the sam, son of sam. So it feels different yeah yeah so i'm trying to think what else did i have looking through my notes because i know somebody had asked me for these notes so i will take pictures of these and put them up on uh tadpog nation or send them to people and then, of course, I tried to use Patreon donors when I needed an NPC who was real. Right. Like, because Timothy Dowd was real from the beginning because he's the officer that did arrest Sana Sam just like he did. So the whole goal was to have you guys do everything before the Son of Sam was arrested on August 10th. So you had the five days. That's right. Why the, that's why I set the time limit from the, the church said to be that day because he was arrested that day. I'm glad that you just mentioned the time limit and all that. Can you tell us what the consequences would have been if we didn't do certain actions by a certain time? Because uh, I know I remember you mentioned there being consequences. The biggest one that you happened to find, uh, the day after, uh, you would have had to have gone to Donna and G's apartment first in order to meet uh, Zeus again. If you had gone somewhere, if you'd gone to the police station first and then to, to G's apartment, then you would have just went there and found the drugs gone. Mm. So I feel like that influenced it enough in that you felt more comfortable with Zeus because you would happen to stumble upon him and interact with him. Right. So I feel like that changed it. So just certain people would would have been or would not have been available at certain times if you'd gone places in a different order. Okay. Um, had you not found, like you could have, you like you could have finished the game without uh, finding the gun if you had Elder signed the the portal. But you still you still could have won that way. God, I didn't even fucking think about that. Right. Uh, let's see. And then because I tried to play with the answering machine about Ian saying like, hey, I'm on my way over. Hey, I'm sorry. Just come over. Like they were having trouble and Ian had doubts about the cult and things like that. And Steve was just the very pushy one in the relationship. Why was Josh Edwards left alone in that apartment? Because uh, they're assholes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Done. Uh, let's see. Then my, my poor pronunciation of French. 
<laughs> and I wanted to give Jean Lafitte like a Cajun accent, but I just couldn't pull that off well enough without like a lot of practice. So well, I let's practice that, now. Dropped it by the Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as soon as that episode came out the next day, Jorge was like, oh, yeah, nice job <laughs> with your French. <laughs> oh, did I say French? I meant French. French. <laughs> uh, let's see. The ultimate book of karate was sort of to pull you in and introduce you to, because Lafitte, because you're, I mean, Chili Dog's pow is super high. It was high. Yeah, it was. So not, not many people anymore. have pow that high. <laughs> uh, all that LSD, man. You probably, you're super soldier now. Killing people with mind bullets. Yeah. Yeah. But I've lost myself, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeus bent the rules and sort of lit G into the lowest rank of the Knights Templar because he was extremely useful to circulating drugs. Donna would have been, too. Donna would have been, too, but... I guess he could get over, he could get a black man in to the lowest rank, but he's not going to get a black woman in at all. So you were right, Nicole, when you said. I knew it. I'm a woman. I know, I know how this discrimination works. <laughs> yeah. I'm because, sorry. yeah, it was a very, that's one thing, it was a very, very racist time in yeah. New York. And I wanted to dote into it a little bit, but I also wasn't super comfortable. Good call, I think. I think, yeah, I think you lean the right direction yeah, on that one. But, like, the Grand Lodge of New York is like, they're, they're, Base of operations is a legit big place. Like the oldest, the first Masons and Knights Templar places in New York. Um, I made sure all their ranks and stuff were official as to what they actually did. So Zeus, yeah, he was the master and commander of New York and the Grand Master, which he absolute authority inside the Grand Lodge. And then G was a knight, so he was the lowest rank of acceptable. Uh, let's see, he fuels his magic with despair. Um, being pushed about if magic was good or not. Um, he would say, you know, there is no good or evil, but if you're looking at the magic that has the least amount of fallout, that's voodoo, which is true. That is Call of Cthulhu canon as well. Like, there's not nearly as much negative effects to voodoo. Like casting a, a voodoo spell? Yep. or Okay. So, yep. like, it requires less magic points, less sanity, that kind of stuff? Less yeah. personal sacrifice? Yep. Are the effects of voodoo not magic? As good. Okay, not as good. Gotcha. Why is that? Is there an explanation? Do you know? Is it because it's like earth magic or something like because that? Because like or? the spirits and stuff that are around there fuel it as opposed to the insane elder gods and, and things like that. The cosmos. Yep. If we were to cast, now that it's done, if we were to cast our characters and any characters in the whole game, to, like what's that, what's that casting look like? Like who plays who plays Brock? Who plays Donna? Beyonce. Beyonce plays Donna? Oh, that'd be badass. Some odds from Goldfinger Austin Powers. Yes. That. Yes. Giant Afro. Yep. I, I guess like a, That was quick, too. A, you were like, even thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. A digitally uh, digitally miniaturized Tom Selleck, I guess. All right. So. Okay. I've, I totally couldn't get over the possibility of um, maybe you being... Oh, I cannot remember his name now. Frank Reynolds. Danny DeVito? Danny fucking DeVito. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because of your size. I totally drew a blank on that. I want to fuck a sticky dog. <laughs> so that's, that's why I was like the whole time I was just pictured you as like, just maybe just a, like a, oh, a fitter Danny <laughs> DeVito. perfect, yeah. I like that. Um, and I I think Chili, I would love to see uh, Johnny Benjamin cast as Chili Dog. <laughs> I see TJ Miller too as TJ Miller, dog. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that possibly as well. Yep. Yeah, Beyonce's perfect. Brock is hard. Brock is harder to nail down. I also see um, from Tony's 
Tony Soprano's nephew in The Sopranos. Uh, uh, Christopher? Christopher. Oh. Yeah, I can't think of the actor's name, but yeah, just with a mustache, that yep. would work, yeah. Yep. Oh. Or, or even um, like uh, Jess from Gilmore Girls and the main character from Heroes... Milo Ventimiglia. Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> yeah. Who is this? Um, he's he's good. Did you ever see any of Heroes? Yeah, the first season. He was the main character. The mm-hmm. the mimic, the the main character. <laughs> okay, I need to go back. All I can think of from uh, Heroes is Hero. Oh, he's too young in Heroes, I guess. In the cheerleader. Milo in This Is Us, I think is. Because that's also the 70s, and he's older and has a mustache, so I guess okay. that's why he clicks with me there. That blew Melissa's mind when we were watching This Is Us, and I was like, oh, that's Jess from Gilmore Girls. Fuck you, no, it's not. And she just <laughs> looked at it, no, no, no. <laughs> and she pulls out her phone, IMDb. What's up? What? <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm, I love them rewatching Gilmore Girls, and that um, Dean is Sam. It's uh-huh. supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> He looks so young, but yeah, Dean is Sam, whose brother is Dean. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I know. It's it great. It makes me laugh. I've teased Nikki about it a lot because she likes both of those shows. And I'll like walk through the living room, living room and be like, is this Gilmore Girls with Ghosts or no? <laughs> is this Ghostmore Girls? <laughs> Ghostmore <laughs> Girls? Is this Spook Sisters? <laughs> oh, man. But... But I feel like I'm glad that this gave us an opportunity to because what we an RPG that took us forever to play through when we first started Call of Cthulhu. It was Shining Force Two. Shining Force Two. Yeah, yeah. and it didn't take us. It took like, me forever well, to play. I played through that <laughs> game like it took me forever to play. I mean, through it took game. me a little while to play through it too, and I did it you know, on my own. Yeah. So I suppose to Twitch, but I feel like that helped Twitch tremendously, and you're doing yeah. a fucking amazing job with all that. Thank you. So. It's, it is growing. Hey, if you haven't yeah. followed us yet, do it, please. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I still want to run. I talked to you a little bit about it, Dave uh, and and Jacob, because I do want to do another when we need it. So maybe around like cause I think it's going to take us forever when we get to Final Fantasy on Probably. the NES Classic list. We got. I want to do this again. Maybe not make it nine sessions like we did mm. with Call of Cthulhu. I do feel like as much fun as I had, and I don't. I don't feel like it was. It didn't feel long to me as a player. But I can understand that these episodes. If you did, if you didn't like them, it's been right. a long time. As, as a listener, yeah, I can totally see a listener being like, oh, "Okay, yeah, wrap it up, please." Yep. <laughs> this is how our games always go, though. Every uh, like yeah. they they never progress at the rate we think. Oh yeah, because Little Fears totally. went a lot more succinctly than I expected. Like that went exactly how I expected it to go. Yeah. Also, my notes on call on Cat in the Hat were two pages. Yeah. So. <laughs> It was a lot easier to stick to that, and it was a lot more straightforward of a story. And it felt contained, right? Yeah. yeah. Like this felt this Call of Cthulhu game felt really open. Like it felt like You're there were so many options, but in the Little Fears game, it felt like the options we had options, but they were essentially left door, right door, yeah, kind of options. You know. So that's something I'll have to keep in mind because when we get to that, I do want to and take it away, take it in a different direction. Is Little Fears and Call of Cthulhu are heavy horror? You know. Kind of thing. So the next game I want to do, uh, I'd like to take on a twist on River City Ransom and do River City Stories and have everybody do it in D20 Modern because I feel like that class system really fits that. So you, because you make strong hero, fast hero, tough hero, fits everybody plays a brawler. Yeah. And you're just kind of in a, a cheesy, if, if a barbarian encampment were in the modern world, that is River City. And then it just be where you're all in the same gang in River City and give it a easy 
plot line, easy story, and then everybody play these fun, goofy brawlers, that, brutal, that violent brawlers. Chili Dog will reprise his role <laughs> in River City Stories. <laughs> Just fresh from the like from the, the MK yeah. Ultra. Yeah. You, yeah, like your character select like well you'd have Ryu and Evil Ryu, then you've got Chili Dog and Ultra Chili, Ultra dog. chili dog. What I like to think is the River City Stories is actually just Chili Dog in MK Ultra. Like it's like just in this world he's created because he's just had his mind just absolutely mm-hmm. fucked with drugs. So no, no, here's more LSD. No, Chili Dog, we're here to just give you ridiculous amounts of LSD. <laughs> yes. So what's uh, what's Brock and Donna's alternate characters like? Zombie Brock, Zombie Donna, <laughs> just with that, with that bullet hole. <laughs> Doc and Brana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, man, I feel bad killing. killing. It was hard to do. It's hard to do. I thought it was fitting. I honestly did. And mm-hmm. yeah. I, what I think is like Chili Dog had actually come around full circle to trusting Zeus again, uh, essentially because of something that that um, Brock had said. Um, God, oh, I, don't you pin this on me? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was one of those things where it's like it was during that phone call when you were talking to him. Where Chili Dog, Chili Dog just decided where it's like, well, everyone else. Did you almost say Dolly Chog. Dolly Chog. Chili Dog, Dolly Chog. Dolly Chog. You guys remember? You guys remember when Dolly Chog changed his mind? I only brought it up because I'm really amused by Dolly, Dolly Chog. <laughs> That's how you start the spell to contact Cthulhu. <laughs> Dolly Chog. Dolly Chog. <laughs> so yeah, I'm essentially I'm blaming Josh. It's fair. It's fair. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was pleased the way that worked out because I, I feel like that choice made it dynamic and that the villain told you the truth. Yeah, I know. So it made it a very complicated and it seemed like a believable truth because spoilers, uh, it was the truth. <laughs> and, and it was still equally self-serving because if you killed Zeus, that is the biggest thorn in his side removed. Right. So it was a total win-win for him. Yeah. Whenever he promised safety, if he killed Zeus, was that a real promise? Could he really have given us safety or? he? Mm. See, I didn't trust him as much as Zeus. Like, I didn't trust Zeus, but I certainly didn't trust Lafitte. Mm. He could have had Cthulhu come back. He could have had you avoid death. But death would still probably be preferable to what came after that. Because you just would have been servants, sort Mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. Probably eventually. I mean, because Lafitte himself isn't safe from Cthulhu. We would have been Cthulhu's flashlights, essentially. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But you wouldn't have died. And that's even still beyond Lafitte to really think that he could completely be immune, which he wouldn't be. Do you think Lafitte is just like constantly... Is he just edging out this Cthulhu summoning where he's like, he deep down knows that as soon as it's successful, he's going to die. And he's just like, he's just afraid of success. He's just afraid of summoning Cthulhu. He's called Cthulhu Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, that's probably a good way to think about it. So, yeah, he wants it to happen. But at the same time, like, "Mm, (laughs) I will probably die. Because he seems like a smart dude, but Mm -hmm. I guess he's also insane. Yeah, also like in... Insane from the mythos is different than like just loss of sanity. Insane. So is it like, like a driven force kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, I have a question going back to River City Stories for a moment. Mm-hmm. This is super important, but when we do character creation, are we allowed to create the gang? Oh, yeah. That be, that'd be awesome. Sweet. That awesome. would be awesome to do. 
Because I think that would be a lot of fun yeah. to to build a themed gang. I think that would be yeah. really cool. So yeah, that's what, if you guys want to do it, here it is. That's what we're doing. So, but it will be a while. Think of a gang. Fi- okay. Fi- final. Fi- <laughs> we're going to the F's for a while in the classic NES list. You're going so, alphabetically. We yeah. are. I like alphabetically. That's good. Touch, yeah. Touch that's why we did it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to come up closer, faster than we think. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Yeah, I think it really is. It's a balloon fight. Final Fantasy. Bubble okay, Bobble, right? <laughs> Castlevania. And then I don't know I have to be on that. Yeah, I have to look it up too. Other stuff. Yeah. Probably Final Fantasy. <laughs> but I feel like and that's gonna take me, man, to play through that it's gonna take a long fucking time. Yeah. Play through Castlevania, yeah. Because <laughs> well hey, Dave Dave's already beat Castlevania for oh, me. Yeah? Did it in a wow. night. Yeah. It took like like four hours, but it's it is done. Yeah, and I blew my mind. <laughs> That's a fucking hard game. Maybe, they yeah. destroyed it. Yeah, I was wondering. Maybe it's Castlevania 2 I'm thinking of. This. Simon's Quest? Yeah. I haven't maybe. played that okay. one. I think if you know what you're doing, what you could beat it in like 45 minutes. That's what I've but, heard. Yeah. But I, I've also, because I haven't played it, uh, Castlevania 2 Electric Boogaloo, but I hear it is like impossible to like play going in blind. Yeah, because nothing makes sense. The mm-hmm. mistranslations and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I honestly don't really have any desire to play it. I don't. I, I would use a guide and just have it done to have it just done. Just for the experience. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. just watch the uh, the Netflix show. God, so good. It's a good show. So fucking good. I was Did you like I it, didn't Nicole? Think it was that good. No. <laughs> what didn't you like about it? I, I don't know. I the, didn't... the goat fucking conversation is what turned her off. Really? Yeah. In the bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> I felt like it was unnecessary, but. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I just didn't make medieval Europe good. great again. That's all it was about. Yeah. <laughs> Did you mm. watch it all? I didn't watch it. Check of it. out. Okay. I wasn't my intention to watch all. He was watching it on the couch, and I was, yeah. I was just there. Yeah, I get it totally. Like I just said about Supernatural, yeah. I'll stroll through, and it's like, ah, oh, Gilmore Girls are ghosts. Cool. <laughs> I like Supernatural in theory. Supernatural used to be good, and we've watched all of it, and it's, at this point, it's just like it's, it's still sunk going cost, on. sunk cost fallacy. Like, yeah, <laughs> like we have put so much time into this damn show, we have to keep watching it, and it's just it's the same thing, it's the same thing every season. Yeah. That's the way Grey's Anatomy sort of is, and I watched 13 seasons of that, <laughs> and I'll watch the God, 14th man. season when it comes out in like a month. I think that there's, have we watched 14 seasons of Supernatural? There's a lot. I it's think about it's, that, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's man. a lot. I mean, should have ended at like season six, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I thought that's the same for almost any TV show, like six, seven seasons. Anything past that, I think it's super rare that it stays good. Super rare. Yeah. Like, I think Friends is the only show where I can say like, yeah, I enjoyed like eight and nine. That's... I think that's personal preference yeah. because I check out on Friends probably around season five or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's when they all like start. They're all terrible people, and I don't know how you like that show. Well, see, that's <laughs> that's kind of what I'm leading into. They're all terrible people, and like great things keep fucking happening for them. Like just great things one after another. Like I mean, and I get like the whole story arc of like Rachel like coming into her own and like coming from like nothing to. Uh, what like a executive job or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like she has all these wonderful jobs, and it's like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't <laughs> make you come to New York, and it's like two years here you are running this. Kind of they're all terrible people, and they all treat each other like trash. Yeah. and it's just it's awful. Mm-hmm. But see, Seinfeld gets it right because they're horrible people, and it's just a it's just it's just a wash. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're li- It doesn't matter. <laughs> mm. Anything? Do you have anything else to talk about the game? Any questions? I want to say that it was my understanding, um, based on the description of Call of Cthulhu, that it wouldn't be so much fighting as mm-hmm. surviving. Mm-hmm. So I had not intended to fight and thought that I would probably die. Mm-hmm. And so going from that premise, I really felt like 
I had I felt freer with my character to just do whatever. I mm. agree. That, totally. Because I feel yeah. like this is not how I would normally have played a character. Yeah. So right. I, no, I get it. And not gear yourself toward killing things like in yeah. almost every other tabletop game. Well, I mean, it almost felt like, especially for Chili Dog, like I had nothing to lose other mm-hmm. than I liked Chili Dog a lot. But it was like, I kind of, every time we played, I expected to die. Mm-hmm. So it's like, might as well. Right. Might as well just risk it all and see if things turn out. That's how I felt about the the ray gun. It's like, why not? Why not try again? Why you not try again? Surprised me with that ray gun because it was just like, at some point Nicole's gonna not want to use it, right? But it was like every turn, it was like, all right, Nicole wants me to use it, and I kind of want to use it too. So here we go. No, it did. Sa- it did save your ass. So yeah, I'm glad that it went off finally. It's it saved our ass because we fucked around so much trying to use it. Totally. So <laughs> I did like. I did like, I love the moment where Chili Dog just said fuck it and ran up and kicked mm. Marianne in the face. So that was fun. I was, because originally I had expected, like, oh, okay, Steve, Steve will step to Chili Dog and we can have like a Ryu Ken style whose karate is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and I, as soon as as soon as he tiger kneed uh, Tiny Detective, it was like, damn it. That was meant for Chili Dog, and I know it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wish it could have shook down that way. But, eh. Yeah. Say love Because I was also like, he's got to pull that ripcord on that cloak of fire at some point and just fucking burn, I, burn the world up. I was gonna, but it, what happened was after I got um, hit, it was, oh, if I use if I use it, hit, I'm yeah. dead. Because yeah. <laughs> when I was down to four hit points, it's like, oh, okay, and when the spell... When the, every time it absorbs damage, I'm dealt half that damage. So it's like, okay, I just got hit for eight. Okay, I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, because that is that is the most, I don't know, the most classic tabletop RPG spell I think in Call of Cthulhu. In that it's really powerful and lets you do. Oh, I see. Like it, it when I was reading it, I was like, they get this from Naruto. This does not seem very Call of Cthulhu, but at the same time, like, well, like it can kill you like pretty easily. So I guess that works. It is a ridiculous spell. Like, I mean, you you lift off the ground, mm-hmm. you become wreathed in fire, your decks and move, like, go up by double, I think. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. There aren't a lot of powerful offensive magic that's not either instant death, a ton of utility stuff, and a lot of necromancy. Yeah. Like wither limb and stop heart and stuff like that, so. Yeah, that wither limb was a bummer. Because mm-hmm. I was looking there like, what can she, what would she notify? Oh, wither, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm glad I put ranks and kick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I really like, um, I love that deflect harm, like deflect a, especially a as a martial artist. Uh, it seems like it is like that. And it that says that you can avoid if you want to. Yeah. So. so it allows you to dodge. And then if that fails, okay, deflect harm. Yep. So, and all, every time you use it, it just it subtracts. It does pound at from, your sanity. Yeah. And that was fine for Chili Dog because his sanity was crazy high for some yeah. reason. That's the thing. Yeah. Had Steve, had, um, Robert been shot at, yeah, the bullets just would have stopped midair against his shield, essentially, his deflect arm shield. Yeah, see, I, I thought he was protecting the uh, the crystals that we were targeting, so that's why I stopped shooting those. I see. I had no idea who Robert was protecting. I knew he was protecting something. I didn't know if he was protecting a whole area. That's why, like, when Chili Dog rushed up uh, to attack Marianne, I didn't expect it to work because I thought he was protecting, like, it was sort of a, it was kind of sort of a ruse to kind of like yeah. well he's safe maybe they'll think and not attack right. this and yeah so it was good mm-hmm. I enjoyed it and I do uh, Nicole I agree um, as far as I didn't expect as much combat 
but I'm glad that it was there uh, because I do feel like the, the sessions that had combat were the most fun. Yep, the the hectic, like, am I going to live? Because yeah. every, every single combat was that yeah. way. Like, Everyone felt like, this is it. I mean, when we fought Harvey, it was like, this is it. Probably one of, at least one of us is going to die. When we fought the, um, what was it called in the below the sewers? The wormy the guy? Chthonian. The Chthonian. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, I thought two of us were going to die, at least. Like, I thought that was going to happen. And it was like, I'm thinking, well, I don't know how Tyler's going to roll with this are we going to make new characters or we just is it just going to be Josh and Tyler running the next few sessions (laughs) the only saving grace to a lot of those monsters is their actual hit percentage is pretty low yeah like I think that Kutoni only had a 40% chance of hitting you had he come at you I mean more likely yeah it would have killed you the only thing that had a high attack uh, were Steve Ian Robert Marianne had high attacks with firearms and 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 martial arts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and that that there was a hound of Tendalos was that thing that was summoned. So that just proves the most dangerous uh, villains are men. Man, <laughs> man himself. Mm-hmm. It had hound. like a ninety with its paw. So. The hound of Sagalos. The hound of Sagalos. <laughs> it, it had the highest attack I'd seen in anything. Ninety percent. Yep. I'm glad that Chili Dog's dodge was seventy. <laughs> and it was like yeah, a D six plus the venom plus his damage bonus, but like. Yeah, that's a game over. Nearly kill you, and then next round poison kills you. Like, yeah. had it hit you. Yeah. So, and lean spiders are really nasty too. What Harvey was. Yeah. So, all worked out. If a dog showed up randomly in your house and told you to do things, like, how do you think you would react to that? Oh, oh, the same way in the Son of Sam movie, which I haven't seen. seen. I've seen. Phil posted the clip of that. Uh-huh. It's the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever seen. I don't. I guess I wasn't aware that there is a movie. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Either. Is it like a uh, like a B movie or is it I like a good movie? It, it's Spike Lee, but I think it. I think it's Spike Lee, but it's one of like it's a bad movie of his. Hmm. Interesting. I think that's who who did it, but it's all about. It's more about the people in New York at the time than it is actually right. about Berkowitz. Yeah, that makes sense for Spike Lee. It is called Summer of Sam. It came out in 1999, and it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 51. Hmm. percent Well, I mean, because it almost looks like a looks like America's Funniest Home Videos, where like Harvey's talking to Berkowitz, <laughs> and it's just like the most awful, and then Berkowitz just starts laughing. I will do as you say, Master. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is probably, to be fair, probably how I'd react <laughs> if Max left. <laughs> Kill Nicole. Kill Mother. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I what you <laughs> Richard's like, yeah, yeah, do it. They, they actively try to kill me, so I wouldn't be surprised. So we're all going to get together for our Summer of Sam viewing party yeah, next yeah. month. Excellent. I did, I did want to, uh, I never ended up doing it. I, I think I couldn't find it. Uh, for streaming or something, but like the, oh, the it was made in the seventies, the Call of Cthulhu movie. I want to say yeah. it's Dunwich Horror. Yeah, is that okay? another one you're talking about? Yeah, uh, I wanted to watch that because uh, it was made in the seventies. Yeah. I think it's set in the seventies as well. So there's a really good B movie. Um, oh, it's certainly the, the, like the B a, movie. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, guys, it's I've never seen it. I feel like maybe I should see the B movie at some point in time. I saw that version that uh, Brandy Junior showed me, where every time they say. B movie, or say say the it word speeds B, up. it doubles. It, it doubles yeah. the speed, and it's like seven minutes long. <laughs> I love it. I love those kinds of videos. Um, there used to be on Netflix 
the Dagon movie, uh, which is a B movie, but it was a lot of fun. I thought it was as far as like a B movie goes, like it was totally watchable. There's tits in it, so just oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, now I've so got everybody's yeah. attention. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good then. Tits, yes. Tits, good. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? This is a short one. We cool with that? Yeah. All right. I think once we do our outro and thank people and stuff, if you want, that'll yeah, be... let's do that. We so. totally do need to thank people. So, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iCloon, iCloon, iCloon. It's not SoundCloud. SoundCloud and iTunes come together. It's iCloon. What did I say earlier? Dolly Chaw. Dolly Chaw. Dolly Chaw. You slipped into an alternate dimension where it's iCloons. You know what would be awesome is if okay, so we do have some listeners who, for some reason, like going back and listening to the whole backlog of our terrible show that we do. Uh, What I would love is for somebody to note all of the nonsense words that we accidentally say <laughs> and then uh, we make a language out of it. <laughs> yeah, just please go through our backlog and just pick us apart <laughs> and then write mistakes this episode. Or is there a hidden message there somewhere? Mm. It was, a, was it accidental or intentional? Maybe. You string all the mistakes together mm-hmm. and it says when we're going to die. <laughs> Actually, it unlocks uh, MK Ultra. Yeah, <laughs> which, there you go. which in our case stands for Mortal Kombat Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we're on YouTube. A lot of shit's on YouTube. We are. Thank you, Executive Producer. In the Jamie. hundreds. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got some packages. Yes. To go through. So we're going to start doing those. We're pretty sure that the capsaicin has been received, which you may or may not already know by the time this releases. Yep. So that'll be this month's Patreon. Mm hmm. Or last month's, depending on when this episode comes That's out. True. No one knows. Yeah. It's a mystery. Yeah. So I guess it is pretty, it's late in the month, you're right, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> I, ho- I hope Whoa. you enjoy our spectral voices from beyond yep, the grave. because we could be dead. <laughs> Josh, Nicole, you agreed to take the pure capsaicin with us, right? No. No, okay. <laughs> we, uh, I misunderstood. We're just on standby. Yeah. We're going to take over the podcast if no. you guys die. Perfect. Yep. Oh, good. Good, 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 yeah. good. That makes me feel better knowing that the Tadpog <laughs> legacy could live on. But, yeah, thank you for playing in this game. Uh, thank you for, yeah, thank you for thank you. all the schedules and everything and everything lined up late nights. So, If you guys take over the show, I think it would be great if you renamed it Jan Pog and you totally talk about um, Jan Brady. That's what the podcast is all about. Every time you get together. Jan Brady and Pogs. Yeah. Yes, and Pogs. Oh, Jan Brady Pogs. Pogs. <laughs> you custom make them. I found a real sweet one uh, in my house because I made it. But in this one, uh, Jan's very angry at Marsha. <laughs> this one's very rare. It's worth $10,000. <laughs> there are only three of them in the world. <laughs> How much was this pog on Amazon? A <laughs> million dollars? Damn it, did you look on Amazon? <laughs> I, I, I love this I love this I love this world I'm, we've constructed. Yeah, we're, and we're, I'm I'm picturing uh, me and Nicole just in in our living room with all the equipment set up but none of it's just plugged in. <laughs> like it's it's all just everything's dark. You meant recording equipment. I assumed you meant pog equipment. Yeah. <laughs> our, our pog our pog Craftery, <laughs> sweetheart. Did you turn down? Did you turn down the pog machine? Did you? Let's go. I woke up and there were all these pogs in the living room. Uh, I don't see what else. What else we got? Uh, if you want to send us packages, because we've got a few on deck, we right. always use more. So mm-hmm. if you want to send anything to Tadpog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, PO Box three seven eight five, Paducah, Kentucky four two zero zero three. 
I'm three two four two zero zero two. No, I agreed with you too quickly. Yep. <laughs> two was my old zip code. <laughs> we do have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've enjoyed this and you want to get access to the bonus episodes that we do, uh, as a thank you to everybody who donates, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash tadpog uh, and chip in a dollar. And you'll not only help us continue to do this, but you'll also uh, get access to those bonus episodes. I do want to take a moment to thank some of you who have been extremely generous and donating. Right off the bat, I've got platinum member Brett Miller. Thank you very much for upping uh, your donation. I've also got uh, Lord, a.k.a. Lord Dennis, uh, who just recently upped his pledge. Thank you very much, Dennis. Uh, Douglas, formerly of Better Made, uh, thank you very much for upping your donation as well. And that might be, that might be it. So thanks, guys. Um, and also thanks to everybody who is following uh, and viewing on Twitch. You can find us, Tadpog underscore podcast uh, on Twitch. If you want to hang out with me while I play through some of these Nintendo games, I have been recently on a huge Sonic the Hedgehog tear. Uh, I have played through... 8-bit Sonic 1, Sonic 2, 16-bit Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic and Knuckles, and I'm on Sonic CD right now. <laughs> what's, up, what's up, Gigglies? <laughs> hey, would you like to share with the class? No. No? No. no. Are you sure? Uh-huh. You both look very embarrassed right now. <laughs> I feel like I missed something good. We were doing tongue stuff. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And I missed the tongue stuff? <laughs> uh-huh. Huh. My tongue acrobatics. Yeah, she's more skilled with her tongue than I am. Sorry, Nicole. And congratulations, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, you want to call us? Get a phone number for that? Yeah, 270-883-2555. Something like that. Yeah, we'll get to those calls. Eventually. Yep. Um, what else we got? Anything? Shirts, Amazon. Yep. Search for Tadpog. Mm-hmm. You can buy a shirt. Uh, okay. That's probably it. Our theme song is Moves by Sigmore Drive. Mm-hmm. Like that track from the town of com. So are we using moves for this? Or are we using... Uh, I'll use moves at the end. The dark carnival thing. That we, I don't uh, know what the name of that the, song is. Uh, <laughs> Disco Paradise. Disco Paradise, I think that's carnival. it by Gron- Gronkowski. Something like that. Disco, carnival, same thing. Yeah, disco carnival. <laughs> uh, how do you guys want to close this out? I, I defer to Josh. As our characters, I guess. Ah, uh, okay. our final send-off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So until next time. Was that Cthulhu? That was the alien that you contacted with the ruby. Oh, I have another, I have one more question about the Call of Cthulhu yes. game. Um, how annoyed were you with us when we started opening crates? <laughs> that's what I wanted you to do to find the artifacts. So it was totally good. Because it was one of those things where it's like, I guess we're just going to keep open boxes. <laughs> Until Tyler's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you guys. Earthquake cube. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Oh, I'm, I'm. Mm. You sound like a cartoon rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't...